Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of Minor League News and Brews. Still in the basement, still Bucks in the basement. I'm Craig Toth here. And as you can see, we are moving our way up through the pirate system. Uh, this week, we'll be tackling uh, the Greensboro Grasshoppers. We'll still probably be talking a little bit of Braden's and Marauders, a little bit of Altoona Curve, because as we talked uh, to Ben Picorni, uh, the new voice of the Bradenton Marauders last week, uh, there is, you know, some trickle down, some triple up, up effects uh, that, that go on uh, this week to talk about the Greensboro Grasshoppers bringing in he's been on the regular uh, bucks in the basement feed before talking a lot of minor leagues a guy that like i said he's one of the only people i know that watches more minor league baseball than i do and you'll see him right now it is anthony murphy writes for pirates prospects p2 putting out videos you got to go follow the man's youtube page if you haven't subscribed to that yet uh, you have to do so. He he breaks down so much stuff, man. And like I said, could just spend hours, you know, watching that. Murph, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing really good, man. Excited to to. I guess this is my first appearance on on this one, but be back talking uh, some baseball with you. Yeah, and there is a lot to talk about here. Uh, Last time you were on Bucks in the Basement, we talked about bringing you back about, you know, kind of talking about some of the the uh, the NRI guys uh, that people would have to be introduced to. Uh, right now, you've got some of those guys in the major league camp. So we're not seeing those uh, those call overs or call ups from, you know, the backfields just yet. Uh, but I I'm pretty sure you may see some of these guys. Um, at some point in time, and uh, you may see, I, I think there's at least a few uh, that we had talked about uh, possibly last week that may be in uh, the World Baseball Classic. So it's some names that that may pop up here. And it's going to be a tough task for you here, Murph, because unless something changes with, with MILB TV, and I know there have been some inklings that there may be more video, uh, more streaming from certain areas. We don't get to see a whole lot of Greensboro Grasshoppers games. No, no, and that's that's with how the um the home field works out. That's that's pretty unfortunate too because there's a uh, plenty of plenty of offense to go around at the at the home games there. I will say, like I've seen pictures, there are cameras set up in at at the ballpark, and they have streamed games on like the local television before. So like maybe they're one of the ones that, that get added this year. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait wait to see. But that would be that would be really fun because it seems like Greensville's got a real interesting team this year. Potentially. Yeah, and I, I wish I would remember the, the gentleman's name that that does it for the local TV news because he, he does put out some videos mm -hmm. um, here and there, and I definitely follow him. If I if I think of it or if I find it beforehand, I'll, I'll share it out to everybody because there there is some stuff out there. But, I mean, a lot of the times here we're relying on the, the scouts. We're relying on, you know, I, I hate to do it, but sometimes we're relying on just just looking at the stat lines. And, and the big thing is, is comparing the, the home and the, and the road splits because of the mm -hmm. band box that is, you know, Greensboro Grasshoppers home ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. See, probably some of the most widest despairing 
stat lines from on a home away that I've seen even like searching like other systems and, and players that's playing with other minor league teams and stuff like that. You definitely get quite the uh, differential home and away from Greensboro. And, and the different part about that for me is, is that, okay, well, you're looking at inflated numbers potentially for the batters, but then you're also not knowing you know, exactly how well a pitcher is actually doing until we see them come up to Altoona, which is, you know, not an extremely hitter-friendly ballpark, but it's also, I mean, with that short, uh, you know, left field, you could see some, you know, line drives or something mm -hmm. sneak over that as well. So, I mean, with with that, and also you're looking at a player like uh, like a Leo Verpigero and people are just looking at the airs and stuff, and it's nothing against the, the groundskeepers at, at any of the minor league ballparks. They do the best they can. But those, you know, it's it's not as pristine as, you know, what you will see at PNC Park. Exactly. Exactly. So last week, like I said, we me and me and Ben, we pointed out some of the players uh, from from Bradenton that we we thought could have a shot of, of bumping up to Greensboro. So I know that you probably have an opinion on this man. And, and it's it's Bubba Chandler. I. Uh, I've heard that if it was just based on the pitching, it's a potential that he could have, you know, the Greensboro assignment. Not even really sure about that yet because he hasn't, you know, pitched too many innings in the minor leagues mm -hmm. thus far. But I wouldn't see it being too long uh, before we see him in Greensboro. Like I said, I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I, I feel like feel probably like the same exact way. If we're talking Bubba the pitcher, like I'd almost be – ready just to say, yeah, just send him to Greensboro. I mean, he showed like he showed enough at the the low A or single A level that I, I feel like I feel comfortable just kind of and if you're that high on him, just give him the push anyways. The Pirates have been really aggressive with with the kids that they, they're really high on in the lower levels. So it probably wouldn't shock me if they gave him the push there. If you're just talking about the pitcher. Bubba the hitter is like probably a completely different story because I, I feel like he's someone that could use quite a bit more time at, at, in Bradenton um, as far as hitting. But like, if, if you think his future is on, on the mound, you don't hold him up at any point just to, just to hit. I mean, you could still DH him in Greensboro. He'll probably, you know, we just talked about like the hitter friendly ballpark. So, and, and he has some good power, so he'll hit some out there. He'll probably flash some power and, and, you know, do that kind of stuff. It's just at some point, I think, I think it'll probably catch up. And I think you maybe you just kind of wean him out of it at some point and to the point where he's just pitching by the end of the year. Yeah. Cause I mean, the only, I mean, real comp that we have and, and he wasn't you know shown any hitting whatsoever would be Jared Jones as mm -hmm. far as like a, you know, a high school arm and talking about the, the acceleration through the system. I mean, him coming yeah. up to Greensboro, probably being in, you know, Altoona this year, you know, getting the, the non-roster invite and everything. So there's, you know, one example. Um, the other part is uh, losing, you know, some players from the Bradenton squad last year that could potentially have, you know, found their way onto uh, the Greensboro Grasshoppers roster in the Rule Five draft, and I know you were probably hurt by those more than you know the casual Pirates fan. 
Oh yeah, definitely. There's a there's a lot of names too. It wasn't one of the names coming from Bradenton, but I had just written up this really long breakdown on Domingo Gonzalez and how I thought he was like a, a relief <laughs> guy to kind of watch. And and, and uh, Tim Williams, the the editor on this site, we're like, okay, well we're gonna hold it off because we don't think that the um, you know, the rule fives this week and it's gonna kind of get buried and no one's gonna be talking about it. So we'll save it for next week and then we'll put it out. And lo and behold, Domingo Gonzalez gets <laughs> taken in the minor league portion. And I kind of have to rework the entire article and kind of like, well, this is what we're losing now. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're I, like, you're like editor note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but as far as the guys coming up from Bradenton, uh, Joe Vistel Rosario was a really interesting guy to watch last year. Um, and he would have been like, I, I think he's probably one of those guys that like, just because of the pure guys, that are moving up or potentially could be moving up. The Greensboro rotation is probably going to be really stacked this year. He's probably a guy that probably would have ended up in, in the bullpen just because he's kind of behind on the depth chart when you, when you think about it, like long-term and stuff like that. But he had a really good season. One of the most solid, consistent starters on that Bradenton pitching staff that was really good and had a lot of really young arms on it. So not kind of losing him was kind of a, don't want to say big blow but it was it was kind of a shocker kind of thing yeah it's it's one of the the bigger blows to maybe you know you and me and probably like three or four other people had started making out our you know greensboro roster at that point in time <laughs> yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of deleting on my spreadsheet going on that, that, <laughs> that, that week or that week yeah so uh, let's stick with the the uh the rotation here um right now i ha- i have anthony solomito moving mm-hmm. up i have uh po yu chen moving mm-hmm. up carlos jimenez i think that's a guy that you could speak to a decent amount and then after that i i have just like a a, a grouping like kind of bunched together is is there anybody in this greensboro you know rotation that kind of sticks out to you well you, you mentioned him too like uh, i i've been a really big carlos jimenez fan since like kind of seeing him on there i, I love him i love his stuff he is Three really great, solid, above, average to above average pitchers. The changeup might be the best changeup in the system right now. Has a lot of the like the air bending backwards kind of break to it. The curveball is really good. Fastball he hits mid to upper nineties with it. Has to work on the control. I I, I feel like he's he's the kind of guy that maybe kind of like I don't want because of kind of lofty expectations because he still put up some decent number but kind of like a jared jones-esque kind of season to where like okay he looked kind of gets hit a little bit hard kind of stuff but like he still puts up like the strikeouts and 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 that kind of stuff so i feel like that could be a case with a lot of guys in the rotation this year but jimenez is, is the guy i'm watching um he started the year in bradenton with them and kind of he but he jumped up to greensboro towards the end of the year valentin linares I think is another guy to watch. He had, he had a really good year, kind of came on late, kind of gave, um, didn't put up the strikeout numbers like, like the other guy, but kind of given the Luis Ortiz type vibes kind of thing from, from last year, maybe at first glance, kind of an older guy playing, playing in Bradenton, but you know, older, but inexperienced kind of thing. And, and big body looks like a starting pitcher on the mound has a nice little picks, pitch mix to, to work with. Um, but he, he could start in, in Greensboro. They could give him the, the, um, 
Ortiz treatment, since there are so many names potentially in this rotation and kind of just shooting to Altoona, but he would be a guy that like, if he stays in Greensboro, probably be like the, the, the front of the rotation guy to start. And, and as the season moves along, I, you know, wondering who, you know, could get bumped up. I, one of the names that's on, you know, top of my list is obviously Shim, you know, the, the newest international product. Is he going to get, I, I think last week I mentioned, is he going to get the, the Po Yu Chen uh, treatment with just blowing guys away in the FCL brought up to Bradenton and depending on how quick they're going to play that. And, and for me, it was just more of the, you know, the international the, the level of competition and, and yeah. who they've, they've played against uh, because they are not completely similar pitchers uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Poyu Chen was blown guys away, but he's more of a contact guy. Shim as of right now, looks like he's like a, a swing and miss kind of, you know, profile. So it's, it's just more of, you know, getting their eyes on him. And we're not seeing too much from the the backfields at this point in time because you know the the major league club has moved over to LeCom, yeah. so some of those eyes have have gone away a little bit. I always give a shout out to, to Florida Prospect Report; those guys over there um, are still on top of you know major league and minor league. So if anybody doesn't follow them, please um, please go do so. Um, but and another one I thought of was uh, was Hunter Barco. Um, yeah, he'll be. Is as to whether or not you know build up to be a starter from the get go, or just given some relief innings in Bradenton or the FCL as as the end part of his rehab. I know um, he had uh, I had spoken with him, and he was saying June or July is the target uh, to get back on the mound in competitive games. Um, and then he put out a, a video like right after that of you know throwing you know, actually off the mound. He was at about 60% right now. So just wondering what they would do with him or if they would just, you know, get, it's all going to be like, okay, where can we fit these guys in? Cause you're going to have yeah. guys that were drafted at that point in time. That you're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to check out Ethan Houlihan's his spreadsheet to see where everybody <laughs> fits and what the domestic reserve list is at. But um, moving to the, uh, the hitting side a little bit, um, who is probably, you know, one or two guys that are on the top of your list as to who you want to hopefully get eyes on, you know, in Greensboro this year? I think if, if he, if he moves up, as long as he moves up and, you know, like a lot of that's up in the air, it's, it's outfield is kind of crowded and stuff like that. But just with one guy that would really excite me in Greensboro, especially would probably be Rodolfo Nolasco, just because the kind of like the raw pop in, in his bat and stuff like that. We saw some of it play in Bradenton. I think it would, it, he'd be one of those guys that you'd probably have to, I can see him putting up like really good home run numbers in Greensboro and you kind of have to like pump the brakes on him just in case, just because you know that it's Greensboro, calm down. Let's see how he does the following year. Ha, has some swing and miss issue, had some swing and miss issues. We'd like to see him getting straight now, but it was first full year in, in, in pro ball. So, you know, we, we see that a lot sometimes with that, but he, he would probably be the guy that I'd be most interested to see in Greensboro. Um, another name, probably I'd say uh, Jack Brannigan too. I think Jack Brannigan overall would be, is kind of like an intriguing thing too, because that would kind of circle back to the, the pitching side to see how exactly they use them to see if they're going to use them out of the bullpen. If that keeps them from playing third base, we know he kind of wants to, to hit over pitch, but the Pirates did announce him as a two-way player when they drafted him. So I'd imagine we'd see him 
get into some games on the mound and stuff like that. Maybe a situation to where you pitch him on a Sunday or something like that and then just have him in the field the rest of the week. But he, he showed some pretty good speed. He showed a little bit of power when he first got to Bradenton, kind of tailed off towards the end. But, like, he'd already gone through a long season at, at Notre Dame and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you can't really blame him for that. But um. Yeah, and with, with those types of guys, I mean, they've usually, even if their plan is to have them pitch long-term, it's it's usually they come in and if they are got the hit tool, they'll at least give them a shot at that. And with Brannigan yeah. – I mean, the defense is there as well. I mean, so it's it's a tough spot to be in, but I also want to see him a little bit in that relief role a la yes. now like a J.C. Flowers um, yes. to, see, to mm-hmm. see what it would look like. Um, that's just kind of a guy that I, I always turn to in, in that aspect of things. But you also don't want to I, – I feel like that the development department for the Pirates is – they don't want to close the door on anything too quickly. No, no, no absolutely. Absolutely not. And, and like he's shown, he's shown really great defense. I like, I think like even baseball America said like his upside is like a gold glove caliber third baseman, at least defensively is great arm. He, he showed that a few times in, in Bradenton made a couple of amazing throws, a couple of great plays, you know, charging the ball. So like if that's if that's his thing like you don't want to necessarily take it away with it but like the Pirates saw something enough I'm like he didn't pitch much at Notre Dame but they saw enough of him to where they were excited enough to draft him as a two-way player. So it will definitely be interesting to see how they work and how they manage that cuz it's a little bit different than than Bubba Chandler where Bubba Chandler is like a starter and then you don't want to put his arm in the in the um out in the field so he's just DHing all the time you take you just put Brannigan as a DH and that kind of takes away like one of his biggest assets and that's his defense yeah it's it's definitely going to be interesting to watch there um one guy that that I have written down here and I actually have him circled and I believe starred is Sung Chi Chang I was a pretty big uh name that people were talking about last year and Brandon didn't have a didn't have a bad year you know, didn't have, didn't have a, a, you know, exceptional year either. I think people were looking for him to have that complete breakout, but he's, he's an exciting player in my eyes to watch. Has an amazing approach at the play. I think he led the system in walks last year. So like he, he, he has a plenty of plate discipline, takes walks. He's a pretty much your prototypical leadoff hitter at this point. I, I, I think, Maybe there'll be some power that comes along. Like the, his frame doesn't really speak to like I'm a grow into much more power, but he was a great defender at shortstop. Can get on base. The worst case scenario, he develops like du- some double power, and, and like I'll take that at, at that point if he's still walking and and not really striking out too much. He stole 20, 20 plus bases as well last year, and that was with missing time and. When he was hurt last year, you can tell the difference in that Bradenton lineup. Like he was hurt, they struggled to get guys on to score some runs. He came back, and they just kind of took off in this second half of the season. Yeah, and there's there's a couple guys here that are maybe have fallen out of prospect favor, and Mikel Escado and um, Alexander Mojica. Yeah, I kind of had you know some lofty expectations the the ceilings 
are there. I mean, we've seen the ceilings of what these guys' potentials are, but to be able to put them together uh, mm-hmm. for the entire time, not saying that I'm, I'm ready to write them off yet, but I'm thinking we better see some hot starts from these guys. And it could be probably just with the the depth uh, above them and around them, it's, it's probably going to be uh, Greensboro to start the season. I mean, for Escado, I, I would I would definitely uh, assume that he'd get another shot at um, Greensboro. His swing at times is just was so out of place. Like it 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 was just bad. It looked like it just needed a complete rework. Hopefully, they were able to get some of that done in the backfields, and then he spent finished the rest of last season back in Bradenton. Um, but with Escado, he he might be one of the best defensive shortstops in the, in the system right now. So really would like to see kind of the hit stuff come together and stuff like that. Cause then you have the makings of potentially a major league starting shortstop at that point. Um, with Mojica, Mojica's still 20 years old. So yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> it feels like he's been around forever. And so like, and also, you look at him, and he doesn't look twenty years old. No, no. He, he, he's that the the thing where you like the guy hands the bird to I am twelve. It's like, yeah, you're not twelve. Like he, he's the kind of guy I'll, I'll never believe the, like his actual age, but like he he grew up quick. So like I could see a scenario like depending on who you have like at the first base picture in Bradenton and stuff like that. Maybe you can start him there again because he is still just twenty years old. But like he's already racked up a lot of at bats there, and yeah, we will definitely. He'd be another one that would be real fun to watch in in Greensboro with with the raw power that he has if he can walk into a couple of them. Yeah, def- he definitely he definitely will you know put some exciting at bats together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the big focus uh, towards the end of this our last show and. Like I said, I don't, I think my mind always drifts back to this because I was a catcher growing up and I'll always be a catcher at heart. Um, is is the catching position in Greensboro? Last year you had Abraham Gutierrez, you had Andy Rodriguez to start the season, you had like a you know Grant Koch. Uh, a lot of the pitchers I talked to down there, you know, liked working with him as well, and I think he was you know a pretty good you know role model for for some of the 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 other catchers out there. Um, I have a hard time when I'm making out these these rosters to even figure out who is going to be the catcher in in Greensboro with all of these young arms. I think the so like I guess with when you're thinking about like your high young upside pitchers, the best thing you could probably do for them is consistency. And if that and, and if that's what you want to do, um, White Hendry is probably like your best bet for that that he, he would have caught them all down in Bradenton last year. You can even slide just because like how crowded double a may end up being. If you're talking about starting Henry Davis back there, you can slide Dylan Shockley down there since he's more of an organizational guy. And like the people, some of the people I've talked to and, and just like that, they, they love Dylan Shockley in, in, in general and stuff like that. He's probably top two or top three of the best overall defensive guy there is great at calling games just great with the pitchers and stuff like that if if you have two of those guys like Hendry and Shackley catching those young arms I, I I think maybe like the results on the field because it is Greensboro may not be there but I think that would do a lot for their development and, and progression and stuff like that I, I I can't disagree with anything you said there Murph and, and I had <laughs> wide Hendry's name written down so you know 
either we're on the same page and we're geniuses or we're on the same page and we're completely <laughs> wrong. I mean, we'll have to figure that out, but for everybody that, that doesn't, uh, please go follow, you know, Anthony Murphy, go read his stuff on, you know, on pirates prospects. I mean, they're putting stuff out every day, a couple times. I mean, Tuesday's the big drop day. Uh, go follow the, the YouTube page and everything. And Murph, you know what? I mean, hopefully this this uh, minor league news and Bruce thing takes off and uh, we can have you on again real soon, brother. Absolutely, man. Just name, name the time. All right, guys, that was Anthony Murphy, and you're going to hear some music here. And for people that listened to the episode last week, you're going to know what it means. Well, guys, that means it's time for some beer reviews. And like I said, unfortunately, I, I tried to procure some some local Greensboro beers, but it's, it's a lot of like small batch micro brews down there. And I'm going to have to go check it out at some point in time. So people are going to say I'm cheating here because it's on the way from Fort Collins, Colorado, and now has, you know, another brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. But I've been drinking these forever, man. And, and they're so freaking cool. It is the Voodoo Rangers. My light's kind of like shining on there, but the Voodoo Rangers, man, they come up with like Space Force and Juice Force and and they're just like such cool names and everything. And working with the people over at Creekside Beer uh, over there on Big Sewickley Creek, uh, this is the, the best that we could come up with. So, uh, so I do thank them for taking the time uh, for no for people that didn't listen. Uh, I do the Waboba system, the weighted based on batting average, 400 Clement, uh, is Honus, 300 Clemente, 200 Mendoza, and then also the 100, the Kevin Polkovich, uh, with a little bit of the weighted uh, based on you know my preference. So these ones are all going to be fairly weighted because they're all IPAs. And when people say they don't enjoy IPAs or that people that drink IPAs don't actually enjoy them, no. I enjoy and I absolutely love my IPAs. While I've been speaking with Murph here, I've been going straight back to the Juicy Haze IPA. Man, just just a smooth, uh, easy drinking beer. A and this one on on the uh, the regular boba is going to come in around a three point seven five. So the weighted part of that going to knock that down to around a three point two five. The next one, like I said, Juice Force. Like how cool of a, a juice force, it's like space force. It's, 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 it's such a cool name that it, I, I can't get enough of it. And this is a hazy Imperial IPA. Imperials are a little bit heavy for me. So they kind of fall <laughs> into that realm of like, I don't drink as many of them because man, they, if you have one of them, it's it just kind of, I, I can't take it for the, the whole entire beer. Uh, so this one is actually not going to be uh, weighted as much. This one is, I have it coming in. I'm looking at my notes here from tasting it. Um, it's coming in at around a 3.5. 
And because it's not that full IPA, it's only going to be knocked down about point, you know, two five points. So, so you're you're going to see them coming in around the same size. Then you have the original, the Voodoo Ranger IPA, the first one that I had here, and and this one, it's it's going to come in around like a three point two five, but it's going to get you know, the full bump down from the pale ale. So it's going to drop down to like around the 2.75, just below the Clemente, but well above the Mendoza. And then the Imperial IPA. And once again, like this one, it's it's not one that I would, you know, completely drink a lot of. Good tasting. Once again, going to come in around a 3.25, get knocked down to that 2.75. Um, all good beers. I, uh, like I said, hopefully, uh, at least with the next one here, I, uh, everybody, I could tell you the next one's going to be coming live, uh, from either magnanimous or motorworks brewing down in Bradenton on, uh, when I'm down there for spring training. And after that, we're going to take a little trip out to, uh, Altoona with John Moses. So hopefully I can make a quick trip to up to Altoona, you know, get some beers there. I, for everybody that doesn't, you know, follow me at Box Basement on uh, on Twitter. Uh, it writing for Inside the Box Basement. I started, but not using too much of the minor league news and brews Twitter handle, but maybe putting some more stuff out there. Uh, like and subscribe, share, and I uh, be back uh, next week doing this from Florida.